On this episode of the Packet of Pod, we preview our matchup against the Washington football team. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Third down and seven. Rodgers backs up. Throws. Adams, touchdown, Green Bay. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Yo, yo. What up, boys? So we are getting a little bit healthier. We're adding people to this roster. Uh, so the biggest story that's come out this week is big old galloping number 69. Bach is back. He he oh, was man. he looked gorgeous coming out of the players tunnel. I I just I can't emphasize how good he looked jogging to his positional stretching area. <laughs> just a sense of comfort and a sense of like coming home, which is seeing him out on that practice field. And the and the alternate jersey. So they're wearing the just straight yellow helmets on the practice field. There's there's just a fun vibe about the team right now you're starting to sense. And Rogers even quoted it with the pickup we'll talk about. He's like, the last time we started picking up veterans, it was a pretty good year. And, oh, he even, yeah, go, going off of that statement, let, let's just talk about that statement a little bit. I, I think he's right. You know, whenever you have injuries at the beginning of the year with all your stars, people have to step up. They have to find a way to make plays. Um, and luckily, we have found a few, you know, not everyone, not everyone's great. Um, but there are guys that are filling in and doing good enough uh, to hold off for Aaron Rodgers to get his points and get us the win. Yeah, so, I mean, it's great. Exactly. Right? I mean, they, they just need to fill their role. So the, the guy we're talking about, Whitney Merciless, signed after the Houston Texans released the veteran, former first round pick out of Illinois. So he's 31 years old now, but he's got a pretty good track record. There's a debate of whether he's fallen off, slowed down, lost a step. Uh, but he joins the team with three sacks on the year already, which quickly puts him into first place, tied with Kenny Clark for <laughs> sacks for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> hey, I I love this pickup. I know we talked about it, and you guys weren't too high on it the first time. You might have changed your opinions, but uh, I love it. I I think what he'll bring to the table. He he was even he was lined up at defensive end for the Houston Texans, so like he wasn't even playing outside where he's had most of his success in his career. So he was the guy that was getting doubled a, a lot of the time also. So not only can he play inside, but he can also play outside and he's not going to be where the eyes go uh, necessarily, it's, especially once Kenny Clark, you know, and, and if Preston comes back, um, but it'll give other guys an opportunity uh, to make some more plays, possibly create a little bit more disruption. I absolutely love the pickup. I think he will have a lot of success in this defense. Did you just say if Preston comes back? Like, do you know something we don't know? You mean Zedarius? <laughs> breaking, breaking news. No, I'm just talking about for this game, this, this coming game. Yeah, I mean, what great timing. I don't know if he can get adapted to the defense well enough. They're saying Jalen Smith is uh, – 
eaten from the elephant one bite at a time, I think was the quote from the inside linebackers coach. So I don't know if, if a defensive end outside linebacker can adapt in four days. Um, but with Preston looking like he's going to miss this game, Garvin and Hamilton are going to play quite a role against the Washington football team. So maybe Merciless is going to get his 10 to 15 reps pretty quick. But I'll tell you what I loved about it, his interview, I mean, just short of Randall Cobb coming home, the relief of getting off a losing team where nothing's going right inside that, you know, quote unquote clubhouse to come to a winning team with high expectations that's traditionally, you know, done everything right and and wins the division and is competing in the playoffs. You could tell he had this sense of relief and he brings that veteran leadership already. I loved his press conference. So if nothing else, just to add a role player the idea here is you get to the playoffs with Zadarius Preston and Rayshon Gary. Merciless is your fourth outside linebacker, and he gives you 10 to 15 reps, and that's perfect. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing I took away was not only his interview, but then how you always want to look at how a fan base reacts to somebody leaving. So with Jalen Smith, it was iffy. Oh, I mean, yeah, he showed moments, whatever. The Houston fan base and that team specifically loves this dude. And so if you're going to add a guy with this kind of character, it only means that he's going to give you 150% every single time. And while I don't think he'll necessarily excel at any position, the fact that he can come in and play outside linebacker, they can shift him in. I mean, that's what Zadarius did so well when he was at the top of his game last year is the ability to move guys, but him being a second third potentially fourth string version of that mm-hmm. i mean it only adds depth for a playoff run so i think i think he'll contribute more than jalen but jalen by far has the higher ceiling just being younger just being a little bit more athletic but uh i think i first first thought was he's a little bit over the hill what is he going to provide but i think especially as we talked about multiple times if he's opposite as Darius. It's a it's a much different factor because he got all those sacks when a guy I don't know if we've heard of him before JJ Watt was on the other side of him when he was a beast he can clean up about as well as anybody so I, I think it's a great thing when this defense is healthy the ability to have coming from the outside Preston Gary Z and Whitney is just it's an awesome awesome position to be in for the Packers for next to no money so yeah. I Every, compare it to the Pepper signing for sure. I mean, it's very similar. Oh, I don't know about that level. Just wait, just they wait. They both have ease in their name, correct? He's, yeah, he's not nearly as intimidating <laughs> of a signing as Julius Peppers, but nice additions on the defensive line, the linebacker core, and Rasul Douglas in the secondary. After one week, I'm putting them in the nice addition category. Every level of the defense, they've added a veteran that can help us in the stretch. So I'm stoked for it. And before we jump into preview, coming off the IR, I mean, beyond Bakhtiari's return, there's also an update around MVS, and that was that there is no update. So that's kind of a bummer. I don't know if that means we're hiding them and kind of playing coy with hopes of he's a full go against the Cardinals next Thursday night, or he's nowhere near returning to the field. But I was hopeful well, his injury was a little less severe than what it appears to be. It's a hammy, right? For a speedster. Yeah, he, he's going to wait two extra weeks than, you know, what, what the doctor says, probably. I mean, with hammies, you just can't come back too soon. Otherwise, you'll be right back where you were, if not worse. So yes, take your time. We but don't a, need you right a tough stretch now. coming up. We I know. Need you I next know. week, 10 days from now. 
<laughs> actually, as we record, uh, five days from now, seven days from now. I can't do math. A week from now. So let's jump into this game. We play the mascot list, Washington football team that is two and four. And it's really a, a mixed bag this season. They started off going toe-to-toe with the Chargers, losing by four, before squeaking by the Giants, getting whooped on by the Bills, beating the Falcons, and then back-to-back losses to the Saints and Chiefs. Both of those games were, were tight early, and then both those teams pulled away. So it's one of those teams that they will hang around, but they just don't quite have the firepower that it takes to be a complete team as they were last year. Part of that is because they're relying on the offensive side. Taylor Hinkie, the the story that's been talked about plenty, he was in the XFL, he signs, he makes his way up, people come in front of him, he still finds a way to, to get ahead. Nine touchdowns, six interceptions, not the greatest comparison. Uh, Gibson has been in and out, McKissick has been in and out, uh, this is just a team that really they've, they've played all six games, but they've been half a games and quarter of games, and they haven't quite gotten going. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones and Logan Thomas, the former Virginia Tech quarterback. I mean, there's names up and down this roster, but they haven't been healthy and they haven't necessarily been performing. So knowing that we just came out of a Bears game where it was a similar situation, a lot of names you knew that weren't quite hitting the level that they were used to with a quarterback that wasn't quite hitting their stride yet in the NFL. How do we feel about it? Once again, a banged up defense facing this Washington team. I mean, uh, there's not much to say about this offense. I mean, I I don't see how they have success (laughs) with our defense, especially how we are playing right now with our defensive line being as disruptive as, as they have been with our safeties and corners having not perfect coverage, but they're, they're preventing the big plays from happening. I mean, the, I, I, I really believe the only way they win is if they have some big plays and multiple, I, I really don't think they can hang with the Packers. I mean, they have a nice run game. Uh, I, I think they're averaging a, around four and a half yards, uh, a, a carry. I mean, last week they almost averaged five. I mean, McKissick's a very nice back. We've seen him in uh, with the Vikings in the past, and he's had success on the Packers. Um, so it'll be interesting. But I, how can they hang with us? I, I don't see it one bit. McKissick's had success against the Packers, but he has a hundred total yards on the year in the rushing game. He is their second leading receiver. So. I completely agree with you. I'm doing my best not to call them by their former name, so bear with me if it slips. But the Washington football team, which acronym always confuses me with a three-letter acronym that cusses instead of describes a football team, I think they're the biggest conundrum in the league. In our schedule preview pod, I talked about how they were my dark horse to really surprise some people. You had this stifling defense that allowed 20 points a year last year. That's not playing well at all. They're giving up 30 points a game on average. And then you got an offense that's just injured and underperforming. So when you look at their depth chart on ESPN, or I use our lads depth chart, and it shows the IR, their quarterback is on IR. Their running back is questionable. Their top four wide receivers are questionable. Their tight end, number one, is questionable. And their right guard and right tackle are not practicing right now. 
So if you extrapolate that to what that would mean for the Packers, I'm not going to go name by name, but we'd be losing games as well. We would not be scoring points. Things would not be going well. So it it looks like McLaurin and Antonio Gibson are going to play. Those are playmakers. Like Josh says, they could put up some points by hitting on big plays, specifically being our number one corner is going to be Kevin King, hopefully. But if not, you know, Eric Stokes against Terry McLaurin is going to be advantage Washington football team. But the quarterback is just okay. He can make some plays. He's not getting sacked much. He's mobile enough to, you know, escape the pressure. But the line's not great. It's hurting on the right side. The depth at the receiver core isn't great. And there's just no reason to to give up that many points this week. The the team is hurting overall, and we just have to – I was going to say go in and take care of business. We have to just stay home and take care of business. Yeah, and – if their wide receivers are healthy, they are dangerous because that's how they spread the field. They spread their field with their really fast wide receivers. They get them the ball and they go make plays. Um, that's why J- J.D. McKissick is having such a nice year in the passing game because that's what Washington has done well for for a few years now. So That's why Ryan Fitzpatrick would have been such a good quarterback for him because he, he just would've. wins it around. Yes, he it would have been a really good team if he would be playing, but that 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 just ain't happening. So, it yeah, pack Packers. This is yeah, we got this defense. We should probably hold them to over or under twenty points. I know the predictions will come out, but under you think three times under. Yeah, it's interesting. If you look at this team, their passing percentage as a team is sixty three percent. Three percentage points higher than last place Bears. Not good. When you look at their 20-plus yard plays in the season, they're in the bottom eight of the NFL. If you look at their plus 40-yard plays on offense, they are last with two. Two plays over 40 yards this year. But the interesting thing is, unlike the Bears that had 22 sacks against them, Washington football team has given up the least amount of sacks in the NFL. So all that to say, if you contain Hinky and actually make him be the one to beat you, he will not you beat Hinky. you. Because Heineke. Heineke. I love Heineke. Dinky dinky Heineke. That's going to get us in trouble as well. But it's just really interesting where – you would assume that if they're struggling to get passage percentages, they're they're struggling to get 20 yards a throw. You would assume he's under pressure. This is the pockets falling apart. They're not getting what they need to get to. And it comes out to he has all the time in the world. He's only given up six sacks. Uh, and you look then at is Gibson getting what he needs to at four yards a carry. He hasn't been himself. Uh, he's also been a fumbling machine this year with Arnie three fumbles. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things that this offense is not clicking at all. And maybe it's just a matter of this defense hasn't shown up like it has in the past. So it pushed more pressure on the offense. They need to succeed. They force the issue a little bit more. Uh, they, they find themselves behind. So they have to throw with a quarterback that isn't quite there yet. Uh, it's just, it's not a very, very good situation. You can't face a quarterback and lose to a quarterback that's averaging seven freaking yards of throw. This defense, banged up or not, has to have a day. We can say it over and over. Kenny Clark, do your thing. Gary, do your thing. And whomever is in the secondary, you will have opportunities. You need to take advantage of it. Yeah, they're not in a good spot. Did I say he's only been sacked three times? It's actually five. I got that number wrong, but 
you you said it, one of the lower sack rates across the league, but they're in a bad spot. We just need to play our role and maybe get reps for Rasul Douglas and Jalen Smith and Whitney Merciless and get them ingratiated with the defense. It could be great for that. I do fear, and I'm going to call it out, they're going to have a 40-plus yard gain, and it's probably going to go for a touchdown. I just, this is a weird one where somehow there's a scramble. Ooh, he who do they beat? I think it's one of those beautiful miss misplays where Stokes, Stokes lets him go to get to to Amos. Amos doesn't quite catch him in time, and they scamper. I, there is going to be a you big guys play. are hard on Amos this year. Yeah. Yeah, I like like Seals Jones beats the heck out of Barnes on a deep route. That's probably That's more likely. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's turn our attention to this defense that <laughs> we've also talked was super, super scary to start the year, and yet they're finding their struggles. Jonathan Allen has had a really good season thus far at defensive tackle. Uh, but, I mean, you look up and down this. Like Chase Young is far below his average of where he was last year. I, I They have players, once again, uh, Fuller at cornerback, Collins at safety. They They have veteran presence. They have people that can make plays, but... It's just not happening this year. How do we feel about the Packers taking care of business? Oh, we're going to score some points. Oh, boys. I think we're going to put up some points. This is the ultimate confusion here because you look at their D-line. The top four are just the all-name team, and they play well. And then they even got Matt Ioannidis, who's a nice player as like a rotational guy for him. He'll get a lot of reps. But I don't understand how they're giving up so many points. They they got a ton of dudes, but I'll tell you where we can attack so I can understand how you get your points. But you look at this team on paper and you're like, oh my, that they should be top five defense. And I think, you know, from a fantasy football perspective, a lot of people drafted this defense assuming that they were going to play well, uh, and it just hasn't shown out there on the field. But I'll just highlight the area I think you can attack watching back their game last week. Um, the middle linebackers are just not getting the job done from what I saw for the football team. Um, specifically, I think number 55, Cole Holcomb, the old North Carolina product. He's got a nice mullet. I give him credit for that. He's got a nice hairdo, at least in his photo online. But I don't he's think halfway he's, there. I don't think he's got much to his game, though. I think you can attack him. I, I think he gets chewed up on blocks. You can just drive him 10 yards into the backfield and he can't get off the blocks. I think we can have some runs up the middle. If you can get past that defensive line, I don't think they have much behind it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And and what's great about it is that's quick passes. That's passes to the running backs. That's passes to Adams over the middle. That's everything that we have been doing this whole entire year. And, you know, when you have aggressive defensive lines, uh, especially like how Washington has with Chase Young and Montez Sweat, my favorite. We'll get on in on my second. But when you have that, you leave a space right behind them because they, they are just pushing forward no matter what, and there's space right behind them. And if those linebackers can't keep up with people coming over the middle, you have issues like you see with the, these guys. Um, it, it blows my mind because even Kendall Fuller, you didn't mention Kendall Fuller. Like I wanted him back in the day. Like he, he was a solid corner for the bears. 
uh, for a long, long time. So it's insane to see this much talent, and they're averaging giving up 31 points a game, 31, yeah. and they were supposed to be top five. I mean, and, and they just can't bring anything home. Like sometimes they get some pressure. They'll get their sacks. Um, but I, yeah. I was going to bring up Kendall Fuller. I mean, I went into enemy territory and I read some articles coming out of, you know, their beat writers and I listened to a podcast. I don't know where I find this time, but I'm not sleeping well lately. But Kendall Fuller, they said, is not tackling well. Does that sound like any Packer player? But so he's a great cover corner. But if he's not tackling well, it doesn't all stack up that nicely. Right. But yeah, I'll let you talk about your boy Montez Sweat here in a second. But to the point that this defense is not performing, they have the worst percentage in the league by allowing opponents to score on more than half their drives. If you let Aaron Rodgers score on more than half the drives, it's game over. Yeah, and I was going to add to that, too. The worst pass yardage against in the league at almost 1,900 yards. That's 700 yards more than the Packers. A 16-4 to touchdown to interception ratio, worse than the NFL. The QBs they're facing have a QBR of 104 for the season. If Aaron Rodgers does not go off, <laughs> if if Devontae Adams does not go yep. off, then they never will this year. This this might be the worst pass defense we will face all season. And if we know what Adams has done, 200-plus yards on a big deal. If we want to start seeing the running backs get involved in the, the passing game. I don't know if there's a better game they will face this entire year. Josh, what did you think about the safeties? Landon Collins and Cameron Cole. Well, who, who on the second one? But Exactly. He's, <laughs> one, of the lowest, he's yeah. one of the lowest rated starters like across he, the board. For he's that. a nobody, and he misses tackles left and right. But Landon Collins, he just he just looks old. You know, he's getting to the later part in his career. Uh, love him to death. He's one. He I've highlighted him before. I know uh, when we've played the Redskins in the past. Um, yeah. You know, it, he he's a great talent, but he's just he's just a step behind it, it seems. The quote coming from Ron Rivera, the head coach, was he had a conversation with him about he really sees him as a downhill linebacker and he's getting more reps during the game. That linebacker, Landon Collins, is accepting of that role, and he's cool with it. He knows he's good at it. Uh, but when those are your safeties, a guy that is better at downhill linebacker and a guy that mm-hmm. everyone says, who? Uh, yeah, Devontae. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have a day. Yeah. I, I'm wor- I am worried about Montez Sweat, though. I, you know, I, I re- this is the guy I wish the Packers had drafted. You've heard it. If you've listened to this, I've talked about him a lot. He has 19 sacks while Gary doesn't, and he would have been a great – love you, man. But it would have been great to have him on this team. He would have been a great addition, and you will see him get a ton of pressure. You know, uh, we've seen it. I I, I compare it to the Bears. The the Bears got a decent amount of pressure on Rodgers. Rodgers handled it very well and either got down or was safe, you know, not getting injured or anything. I'm afraid for Rodgers a bit in this one off the edge uh, with Chase Young and Sweat. Uh, The two can create some heat. Um, You know, I just hope we have some great play calling like we've had some quick passes there. So let's break down this wonderful matchup at Lambeau Field between the Green Bay Packers and the Washington football team. What's the score and who's your MVP? Go ahead, Ryan. I think it's your turn to start. Ooh, 
I, uh, I, I feel like I'm a, a broken record like I always am in terms of what this game will be be at. I, I do think it's going to be 31 to 13, a nice, beautiful mirror image of each other. I, I do not like this Washington defense, and it's, it's a difference between being close or being so overwhelmingly injured that you're waiting for them to take the next step. I just don't know what to make of it. And they're not quite stopping the rush. They're definitely not stopping the pass. And if for an offense like ours that has been lighting the world on fire between Dylan Jones and this receiving core, it's, it's going to be unbelievable. The easy answer for MVP would be Devonte Adams. I mean, I don't know who's going to stop him. I do not know who's going to stop him. There is a guaranteed ankle break that will happen from a nice little jitter step. It's it's going to be glorious. But I am going to say for the first time this year, Mr. Robert Tunyon is going to find Ooh. the end zone. He needs a breakout game. We need. We've talked a lot about Big Dog. It's time to get that other side of the line going. All that open field in the center is all yours. Find the end zone. Let's get it going, Robert Tunyon. That's the spot of the defense to attack between Holcomb, who I called out, Jameen Davis, the rookie, and Kaliki Hudson, the second-year guy out of Michigan. That's the weak level, and if Tunyon can go get it. You know those passes Rodgers has been throwing where Tunyon gets a linebacker turn running downfield, and Rodgers says the odds are good are either a completion or a pass interference? Watch watch that to hit this week for your touchdown to make him MVP. But, yeah, I like your prediction. It's uh, it's the exact score they had last week against the Chiefs. So you're really putting us in Chiefs territory, which I'm cool with, considering there's an upcoming matchup there. I'm okay uh, with half that, half that. The yeah. Chiefs defense, uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. talk about that later. <laughs> so I, I think it's similar, but I, I'm giving the Washington football team a score late. Uh, so I got Packers 34, Washington football team 21, which covers the spread. I think the Packers are one of the betting favorites this year at like a minus eight. It was somewhere in that ballpark last I looked it up. Uh, but for a defense that's not stopping anybody, again, on paper, you know, they got the guys that could be a great defense, but it's just not happening. Their four wins are against – or their four losses are against good teams. Uh, but their two wins are not against good teams, and they were close wins. So I really don't think – this team just doesn't have it, both from a health perspective and uh, the offense. So I went with the easy MVP prediction. I would have gone MVS if he was there because I think Devontae could attract the attention that MVS could sneak behind this poor safety uh, core. But I'm just going to go Devontae. Just feed him 10 catches, 180 yards. Let's say two touchdowns. I'll go out on a limb. We'll give him two touchdowns. He go out on a limb there. <laughs> Let's do it. Packers, big. Yeah, right with you, boys. Got pack thirty to eighteen. Um, I, I I expect it to be similar to last week, just with a little bit more success uh, uh, on our offensive side. Uh, but because their defense is good, and they will slow us down, they'll get sacks, they will cause disruption. Um, but with how our offensive line has been handling adversity all year. Um, and just moving around game to game, you know, they haven't looked good at times and then they come back and pull it off and look great for the majority of the game. I, I think we see that again. I think we see our ups and downs. Um, but, but like y'all have said, they're hurt. 
Um, people aren't playing well. The defensive coach just really isn't putting these players in a, a place to succeed, especially these linebackers, because they do have some decent talent at linebacker, but they just don't know where to put them. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Hopefully we're not we're not cursing them because we're talking so good of this game right now. But MVP right. Adams, I think you guys are right. He has a, he has another day. I think he has another 200-yard game. I, I think he lights it up, but he's not mine because he took him. Dean Lowry, he's ready to come alive. <laughs> I think this is a prime game to just own the run. Just own the run, get some tackles for loss, maybe cause some disruption in the past. Passes. But just, yeah, the screens will be coming a lot. Um, and, and I think he's really figured something out with how we are playing defense now. He was struggling early on in the year and guessing wrong a lot, but he's been just causing disruption, just like Kenny Clark, not quite as good, but he's still there. And when anytime you're getting that good of a push uh, on the defensive line, it's excellent. Uh, so just keep doing it, baby. So our defense is going to hold them to six field goals for your 18 points there, Josh? <laughs> or uh, how are we going to safety in there somehow? Yeah, bold, bold score, score gami uh, prediction there. They go for two because <laughs> yeah. they think they have hope. Uh, maybe, yeah, I, I agree. Lowry and Clark showing off, I mean, or showing out. Maybe that scheme change is exactly what those two guys needed on the D-line. Give them a chance to make plays instead of just eating up blocks. But Josh, you said uh, like the worry of we're overconfident. Here's the stat, and you called it out last week. Mo Drayton got interviewed today and says he wants a touchback on every kickoff. That's that's idealistic, and it's just probably not going to yes. happen. Packers are 30th in the league in yards per kick return, and DeAndre Carter of the Washington football team has the most kick return yards in the NFL. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't how many how many touchbacks do we have though? We can't have more than three. It's got to be a ridiculously known. No, we always kick to the five. That's why we have so many yards is every single kick is a return. Like it's I I don't know why we're doing it. I don't know why we're doing that. But I should be able to find that, but I'm not finding it in the box score I'm looking at. So I couldn't tell you. Uh, but it's yeah, I guess three. I guess like if it's wind, you could understand. But can Bojo not do kickoffs? Like maybe Crosby's leg doesn't have all that juice in it anymore, but. I don't know. The coverage team should be better than they are. So if they're going to make a play, watch that space. That, that one's just screaming out. Yikes. <sighs> go back. All right. Can we go to <laughs> can we go to six and one? Can we can we pull this off? We'll see. But uh, it's it, it is going to be our this is our vintage alternate game for jerseys. Mm-hmm. So we should have played that. In it's going to look good. <laughs> Increase my total to 45 for the Packers because you can't look that good and play bad. Like, we need to <laughs> yeah, are so. we all on board? Like these jerseys are pretty hot, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, they have to I, keep them for a few years. Come I on. can't wait. I cannot. I mean, wait it's Ryan's opinion that I take the most. The graphic design guy on the pod. They're good. Color rush navy. The, I mean, what what else are we gonna do? It's, They're so it's much better than the stormtrooper all white. So, so I don't uh, mind the all whites. I don't like when they do that circular thing around the number. Yeah. I forget what decade that's from, but those are me. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Wow. We just got some some Jersey talk there and uh, sorry everybody, but until next time, enjoy your weekend and hopefully you're beating up of the WFT. Thanks everybody. Go pack. Go.